Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales to acquire more customers for your business through traffic. And today... We're not going to talk about traffic, Casa Muslim. We're going to talk about AI. But there's so much hubbub about like that hubbub, hubbub, hubbub about chat, chat GPT. People are probably confused as to where to go right now, what to do, and what tools to use. And we are going to eliminate that confusion entirely by your carefully curated AI-related list. Here today, I don't think we're going to eliminate it entirely. I think we're actually we might add to the confusion, but in a really fun way. <laughs> well, I'm trying to overpromise and underdeliver in this podcast. Yeah, that's what we do here on this podcast <laughs> every week. So you know, and one new AI world authority comes out. It's seemingly every day. So we've already anointed you the world's authority on AI, just in general. So it's only appropriate that you create this list. Yeah, I've been obsessive, Ralph. So here's what I do is anytime I want to learn anything, I buy every book available on the topic. I watch every video, every interview. I take the tutorials. I'm not the authority, by the way. Every time I learn more about AI, I realize how little I know. But I'll say, just for the listener, if you do want to do a deep dive, I've read most of the top line books. And the best one so far is Life 3.0 by Max Tegmark, whose name I'm probably mispronouncing. Hmm. And what I like about it is he doesn't try to explain AI from a technical perspective because I'd never understand it, but he kind of explains the implications. And it's a relatively old book as far as AI is concerned. It was published in 2017, but he's an MIT professor, super, super, super sharp cat. So I'd go track that one down. And then also there's an interview between Sam Altman and Lex Friedman that's relatively new. And it's amazing. And it really kind of helps you start to understand what's happening, what's important. So we'll leave links to that in the show notes. But dude, what's funny about AI is I do, I'm a card carrying prepper. Mm -hmm. Like I've got potassium iodide in my home and I've never felt more optimistic about humanity hmm. than I have. I, it's like what is available to us all of a sudden, the commoditization of knowledge, thought processes, computing power, mm -hmm. the, how it's going to decrease the cost of power in general, which is at the root of our money right now. You know, we have an oil-backed currency. Like, it's on a long enough timeline, it's like Star Trek utopian. Now, on a short timeline, everybody loses their jobs and we have to vote in universal basic income. But, but in the meantime, there's this messy middle where I think we can use AI to make a bunch of money. I've got a ton of tools to go through, and I'd love for you to just start lobbing grenades at me as I go through these. Cool? Mm, yeah. Can you mention the book yet again for the listeners? You said that very quickly. Yeah. Life 3.0. 
Max Tegmark, Tegmark. He's a he's an MIT professor, and he just talks about AI from like a a philosophical perspective, which I think is really important. I'll give an example as to why the developers who are building AI mechanisms don't know how they're built. They don't know. They'll be the first ones to admit this. And when you watch these interviews, you start to you kind of grapple with this idea that what they've done is instead of coding rules, like if this, then that, except when, that's just software. What they've done with AI is they've built these neural networks, basically, these digitized neural networks. And this is a dummy explaining to you something that he doesn't understand himself. So this is just like the dumbest, surface, surfaciest version. But they build these digital neural networks, and then they give the network input and output information. So the simplest example that was explained to me was, you know, here's a thousand images of people. A human tells you, oh, this is a man, this is a woman. So man, woman, man, 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 woman, woman, man, woman, woman. And, and you go back and forth, and the neural network establishes the rules for itself and starts to tell you, oh, man, woman, man, woman. But you don't know, technically speaking, strictly speaking, what it is, you know, is it the high cheekbones? Is it the long hair? Is it the broad shoulders? Is it, like it builds its own rules engine. And you think like, okay, well, that imagery example is pretty good. But if you extrapolate that across every level of analysis, what's crazy is AI is beating right now today, radiologists a thousand times out of a thousand. Mm -hmm. The AI gets radiology readings right more accurately than any radiologist alive. And this is a $400,000 a year job that this computer just replaced as soon as the insurance companies can like grapple with how to properly insure this. Yep. AI beats radiology, and it's going to beat a lot of things. And so, you know, you can hide from it if you want to, but what I'd recommend is leaning into it. And it's not hard to lean into it. That's the best part. What's cool about AI is you're not actually learning a new skill set. You're learning how to talk to a new friend is the way I propose mm -hmm. or I posit that we play with this. And I'll show you what I mean with a couple of these different tools. If you're interested in getting information without the overwhelm, I subscribe to a ton of newsletters that offer you daily updates on AI. My three favorite in this reverse order. For third place, we have TLDR AI. So the TLDR newsletter, you go to tldrnewsletter.com and you can sign up for their AI newsletter and it's pretty damn good. It's my third favorite. It's worth mentioning. My second favorite, Silver Metal, goes to aicyclopedia.com. Same thing, better formatting, a little bit better context if you ask me. A lot of the same news and updates and information. But the best one, if you're only going to subscribe to one, I'm not an affiliate, although I should be, is the rundown. The rundown is I think the most robust. It has the best information, the best context. And at the end of every newsletter, it gives you a whole slew of fun little toys to play with, with a little input on what each one of them does. You know, magic eraser, erase unwanted background objects and images with the link. And then I get to go play with magic eraser. So all the tools that I'm sharing with you, I found either through the newsletter or by following the breadcrumbs provided by these newsletters. And the rundown has a library. They have a library that they call their super tools library. Just go to the rundown.ai. And AI Cyclopedia has a very similar library. But man, there's just like an unbelievable amount of resources here available to everybody. So I'm going to dive into the ones that I like. You know, I'm not going to mention ChatGPT because everybody knows ChatGPT. But I will say it's a miracle it's a miracle. It's a blessing of human achievement. If you haven't played with ChatGPT, maybe don't even listen to the rest of this episode. <laughs> like, save whatever time it is that you're about to use listening to this and go just mess around with ChatGPT. But don't treat it like software. Treat it like 
a person. I know that's really creepy, but we treat software in a very specific way. But if you talk to ChatGPT like it's a living entity, you get way more out of it. And then you can massage it really, really well. You know, you can tell ChatGPT like, hey, talk to me as though you're Marcus Aurelius and then start asking questions. And ChatGPT is going to respond to you the way Marcus Aurelius would respond to you. And if you think about like the implications there, it's unbelievable. So ChatGPT aside, the first tool I'll mention is Synthesia, synthesia Synthesia.io. It's AI-generated videos from plain text. Now, the videos, if you ask me, they're actually kind of creepy. Like what I'm looking at right now is there's an attractive young woman who's reading whatever it is that we would type in this text box and she can do it in any language. So, or not any language, but you know, they have like English, Spanish, German, French. So all these major languages and I can choose a man or a woman, different races, different ages. Now they don't look a hundred percent human just yet, but I think everybody should go play with this tool because you need to see what's coming. It kind of looks like an Android only if I'm paying a lot of attention, but if I'm not paying attention, Mm. Some of these look super legit. And yeah. if you're spending money on media production, creation, tutorial videos, ad videos, how-to videos, compared to what video costs to create, this is effectively free. Wow. It's really cool. That's so worth, worth playing I with for sure. I have not seen. That looks legit. It's a good thing we have now right? video for this show. <laughs> Dude, well, that's what's crazy too, is some of these, I don't, I don't think Synthesia does this, but some of these tools let you upload your videos of you mm. and then it like digitizes you. Oh, wow. No, I just lied to you. Synthesia does do this. You can create your own high quality custom AI avatar, including your voice. Can we like replace ourselves on this podcast with AI? Bro, we should. People would like the digitized version of us better anyway. My digital costume would go on way less political rants. Well, you know, it could exacerbate or or emphasize that side of your personality too. Yeah, or it could go just way, this would become like a libertarian who hates other libertarians podcast. So, uh, dude, and again, just go play with it. All of these, just go play with them. So, like, you can create a free AI video here. It's just unbelievable what's possible, and you can tell the AI exactly what to say. So, Synthesia, we'll leave all the links to these in the show notes. That's mm-hmm. number one. Yep. Number two is tweethunter.io. I've been diving really deep into Twitter. I actually write a Twitter thread every single day. I took a Twitter masterclass, and they said the growth strategy in Twitter is to write threads. And they recommended writing one a week. And I was like, well, I'll write one a day. And I've been doing that, dude, my Twitter's blown up. But the tool that's helped me the most is Tweet Hunter. And it has AI driven recommendations based off of who I follow, what I say, what they think's right for me. And then also AI powered writing, which I'm sure is just GPT powered, you know, API integration, but it's through the lens or through the paradigm of Twitter which ends up being like really helpful and really cool. So if you're a Twitter user or want to get into Twitter, Tweet Hunter is super cool and has way more features than I'm mentioning here. But the AI-driven writing has been really helpful. I never use the writing wholesale. So if you see my tweets, I actually wrote those tweets. But mm-hmm. what I really like AI-driven writing for is ideation. It's really nice to have it come up and say like, oh, here's an idea. Here's how you break it down. Or even if I have the idea... Twitter threads are hard sometimes because you're breaking up a big idea into small bullets. Right. And so it'll like teach me how to break that up and then I rewrite it myself. So the ideation behind what Tweet Hunter offers is really, really cool. Okay. Got it. The content is you, but it helps 
you said break them up or at least have a cohesive thought on each separate part of the thread? Yeah. So basically I'll write an article and then say, hey, turn this into a Twitter thread. And, you know, Twitter has character limitations and the threads need to be broken up in really specific ways. And the way that Twitter threads are written isn't necessarily the way that people write. Mm. You tend to write in larger ideas and then Twitter wants you to break it up into smaller little bite-sized pieces, which is actually easier to read. So it's more for the reader than it is for the writer. Sure. Totally. Instead of a wall of text, I mean, it's like chunked out. Then you can like and retweet like each individual idea. So it helps with that, like making each... Individual, yeah, breaking it up. Okay. Yeah. Super interesting. And that's a good way to think about it too. You want every individual idea wherever possible to Mm. be tweetable standalone. That's what I was getting at. Okay. Which I think is hard for some people to be able to do. Well, I'm still not good at it. Like my Twitter (laughs) threads are probably not, they're still not like gold standard Twitter threads, but I'm getting better and it's tools like these that make it possible or at least make it a little bit faster to be honest with you. Is there a limit to how many threads should be in a single thread? Because I've seen some, seems like... 12 to 20 is about the limitation because then people drop off. But in the course that you took, like what would be your recommendation? And does Tweet100.io help you with that? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I don't know if they help you with that. What I do, if mine get too long, we break it up into part one and part two. Got it. I'm with you. I think like 15 is about as much as we'll go. Right. And then after that, it gets a little exhausting. And I might have a couple that are a little bit longer than that, but not many. Mm. Okay. Cool. So we got synthesia.io. We'll leave links in the show notes for all of this, as well as the books and the newsletters that you mentioned. You got tweethunter.io. What's next? Docalysis.com. Dude, this thing is freaking amazing. You upload any PDF document that you want. I uploaded a blood test that I took. And Do then I can viewers? ask it. <laughs> Do you want to see what your Chem 7 is, your albumin? Dude, here's what's crazy. Is then I'm going to ask it, like, how is my cholesterol? And it just occurred to me, Ralph, that we're showing video now. So we'll, have to blur we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to blur this out post production. Yeah. I didn't realize but that it, you had herpes. Oh my god, <laughs> well, dude, you don't you don't remember that night? Yeah, I, barely. <laughs> and it got dark. So I've uploaded a PDF document of a blood test, then I asked it about my cholesterol levels. And it's like your LDL cholesterol is slightly elevated, which may indicate an increase. But what's cool is if I had a contract, for instance, or an agreement or terms of service, anything in a PDF, you upload it and then you can ask it summary questions. And so when somebody sends you, I, I'd use this for agreements. Yeah. Somebody sends you their NDA or, you know, this big, heavy, you know, whatever. Ugh. It does have some file size limitations. I tried to upload my book and it wouldn't take it. I hate reading um, that stuff. I do too. Ugh. And so it's cool to have like this little AI bot that, you know, will tell you, oh, here's what you should worry about. Here's what this means. Here's the terms of service. Here's whatever. <laughs> That's killer. <laughs> yeah. Doc Alice <laughs> saves 95% of your time spent reading docs. I got a 17-page NDA last week. I'm like, oh my God. Dude. Well, I, well really? you know, so when people send me that stuff, I'm just like, what you're asking me not to do business with you. Like I have to really want, yeah, that's yeah, a long story. I want sign NDAs for new prospects. When we do the Google ad account audit and people are like, oh yeah, just sign my NDA. I'm like, no, mm. I actually have a, I have a page. If anybody has any interest, you can go to soul8.com forward slash NDA. And it's just a page that says why we don't sign NDAs. And we talk about how the language is opaque. It subjects you to abusive litigation. 
organizations are transient. So I've signed an NDA with one group that got sold to another group, and now I'm beholden to this other group, and there was a conflict of interest there. Now, I will sign an NDA for far enough along if I really think we're going to do business together, if I really want your business. But early stage, when you send me over just that like, oh, I downloaded this from LegalZoom NDA, I'm not signing that thing. And if you're listening, don't sign those. They're so dangerous. Nobody realizes how dangerous they are. Don't. The other alternative is if it's important, you have to have your attorney looking over it. And Right. Ours is $600 an hour. So yeah, it's I was like, just going to say, yeah. I mean, it, it, to be able to do this, at least covering yourself and then saying, all right, well, maybe if you need to get the final stamp of approval, then you send it off to your lawyer. If yep. it does go that way, but man, this is a good one. Isn't this cool? That's docalysis.com. The Very next cool. one I love. I'm huge into YouTube, obviously, but there's chatyoutube.com. Here's what's cool about it. You give chatyoutube.com a link to any YouTube video, and then you can talk to that video, and you can ask it questions about that video. So it summarizes the video for you, and then it allows you to have a conversation with whoever's on the video. Really basic. Again, it's just a chat GPT integration with a, a modified UI funneled in a way that makes it a little bit more engaging. And when I give ChatGPT YouTube URLs, it always messes it up. It always pulls the wrong video. This doesn't for some reason. So however it is he's built out, the API integration obviously works better. Huh. So um, it summarizes it like bullet point style, even if yeah, it's like a... So like, okay. what impacts can we expect? I uploaded a video on the economy. So I'm going to ask it what impacts we can expect this year. And it says, the video doesn't specifically mention any potential impacts for this year. The speaker does discuss the need for regulation of emerging technology and how it could impact industries. It's just like a fun, especially for longer form videos. You know, some of the videos I watch are like four hours long. Mm. And if you just want to get to the root right in the middle and then start. How uh, accurate is it? Seven on a 10 scale. Okay. So it's not. Gotcha. Yeah. I've uploaded some videos. You know, I've been watching all these AI videos with Sam Altman and I uploaded some of those and it does a pretty good job. There's this book called Make It Stick. Have you heard of Make It Stick? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The book came from a university-backed study. I forget the university, or maybe it was universities. And all they did was identify what it actually takes to learn. Make It Stick, what it takes for people to learn. The book should be an infographic, to be honest with you. I think they just wanted a book so they could get speaking gigs. But it's a really good piece of information regardless. It came down to after you've learned something, so after you've read something or after you watched a video... It's repetition of those concepts, often through testing, but not necessarily through testing. This is why flashcards have always been so helpful. So after you watch a video, upload that video into something like chat YouTube, and then just go chat with the video about five to 10 of the best concepts. And that alone is going to help you with your retention. And I think little tools like this, again, don't treat it like a software, treat it like a person that helps you with your learning and your retention and your ideation. Is this the Chip Heath Book not made to stick. No, different. no, it's make it stick. Make, make it, it stick. Okay, stick. made to stick. I have read this one. I'm not. Yeah, the oh, science of successful stick. learning. I don't know. I read it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't. You know, there's this weird trend, dude, where people take really simple concepts that could just be like a good blog, and then they turn it into a whole book. Mm. And that's how I felt about this. Like it was a really good concept, but I, I mean, this didn't need to be a book. Yeah. Um, yeah, because made to stick is more marketing based. No, this that. is make it stick. I think yeah. I think Brandon okay. Turner told me about this. Okay. 
All right, we yeah. will we will leave the correct link. Links in the show notes. <laughs> in the show notes. So let's so chat you. YouTube. Go chat with any YouTube video. It does better with some people than others. The stronger the personality of the person, the more distinct the personality of the person in the video, the better the chat is. So if you get people that are like really divisive, then the chat gets kind of fun. The next one is adcrafter.ai, which lets you create Google ad copy. And again, probably just a GPT AI integration. I don't know that for a fact, but the interface, the output, the training, really well done mm. and not too expensive. You mm -hmm. know, like 20 euro a month here, 30 euro a month. I think the euro and the dollar right now are pair pursue, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. You know, for 30 bucks a month, you can create 200 ads a month. And we're a massive agency and we don't create, well, we probably do. But I had to think about it. Do you know what I mean? You're not often creating that many ads, especially after your ads are already created. The split testing after the fact happens in app. Cool little tool, really worth playing with. So especially uh, again, for Google just for ads. Ideation. For Google ads Just for only. Google ads. Got it. Yeah. But if you're doing any ad copy creation, I've never used these wholesale. Instead, you just use it for ideation. I don't, that's the thing, dude. That's the thing about AI is I don't think anybody should use any of this crap wholesale yet. Yeah. We'll no, get there. Definitely not. But yeah, if you're just writing a blog <laughs> in AI and publishing it, like you're asking for so much trouble. Oh my God. I mean, that's why I asked you before, like how accurate is it? It's like 70 to 90%, but the 10% might make a really big difference. Well, and, and because <laughs> with, with the proliferation of AI, it'll make all the difference, right? Like that'll yeah. be how people start to tell. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So all these tools, it seems like most of them have a free version because we've gone through Synthesia.io, TweetHunter.io, DuckAlysis.com, which dude, I think DuckAlysis is one hundred percent free. Like I signed up, free. and they haven't okay. asked me. Maybe I'm on the freemium version, and once I get to a certain number of files or a certain file size, ah, uh, okay, yeah. But it hasn't asked me anything yet. A lot of these AI tools, I think they're, just, it's actually really intelligent. Just go back get and delete. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then someday. Oh, I have to type permanently delete. I don't want people to see all my medical records. Oh, uh-oh. Well, we've already revealed it. Yeah. Yeah. The herpes, the herpes was the least of which I was concerned about. It's the least about. of everybody's yeah, got. A little herpes. A little, it, yeah. it has a little herpes in them. Yep, it's true. Yeah. Digital herpes. Look it up. Uh, if you have feedback for us, go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Forward slash worse. Uh, I can make this podcast worst. Okay, so we got adcrafter.ai for Google Ads. Yep. Uh, and then what next? Oh, go ahead. Dude, well, this I'm, next I'm one just, is I'm nuts. just teeing you up and just trying to pump up your authority here. You're doing a great and, job. And Rob. I, I love shows it. like this. Hopefully, like, <laughs> there's a certain percentage of our listeners who are like you. Just want to go out and play with the tools. I'd rather have somebody smart go out and <laughs> play with the curate tools. Curate all. Yeah. Just curate the list for me. Yeah, bears mentioning, dude. I've played with hundreds of these little – and most of them great. suck. Well, yeah, I, most I of love the AI guys tools like you play you. with. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I'm a little, a little neurotic. Um, it's quite this all next right. one is my is maybe one of my favorites for me. It's very advantageous for myself. So. <laughs> I'm doing the hard work. Uh, anyway, all right. Opus so, dot pro. Opus, Opus dot pro. pro. Dude, this one's nuts. It's nuts what it does. You upload a long form video, or it doesn't have to be long form, but you upload a longer video, and a hundred percent AI driven, no human intervention whatsoever. It identifies where in the video the golden nuggets are. It 
edits the video according to where the avatar speaking, the person speaking is, and then it cuts it into, according to them, Hormozy style short clips. I've uploaded my own videos in this and dude, it's insane. Like the AI knows if I have three minutes worth of content, it goes, oh, here's the 45 seconds that were actually really good. And it pulls it out, it edits it, and it does it in this really fun, like super fast way. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. AI face detection, AI highlighting, it auto transcribes, auto captions, auto crops. Do that understand is it's free to use. You can use, you can upload 10 hours worth of videos and get a hundred clips. So if you have any videos created whatsoever, this thing, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I'm just like so Are you guys with it. using it? Yeah. So I found this one 72 hours ago. I actually found this one through one of the newsletters. So I sent it to my marketing team. And I was like, hey, fellas, this is what we're doing now. Because my team's doing all this crap by hand. Yeah. Oh, totally. We just hired a new, <laughs> we just hired a new guy to do exactly this. Yeah. I love how they say Alex Hermosi's style videos. I know. He's become a verb, dude. That guy, he's so smart. We should probably have him on the show at some point in time. I don't know if we can get him uh, anymore. I, I think he's like I don't know if we're big surpassed enough. podcast guesting. Although I did hang out at his suite at Traffic and Conversion. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely you know like, a super shy Maybe dude. more than Alex is Layla Hermosi. <laughs> I follow her on Instagram and man, she's, yeah. she's sharp. Yeah, yeah, she's super sharp. I don't know her stuff as well as I know Alex's. But I mean, that book when it came out was just sort of transformative. I think we did an entire show on a hundred million offer, hundred million dollars. Well, I know offers. we've mentioned it a bunch of times. All right. Yeah. Well, you we'll, know, it's funny. We'll Jason said that his book started selling more after that book came out because Alex mentions him. <laughs> like that's, that's Hormozy's powers. He went and made Jason a bestseller again. Yeah. That's pretty cool. He speaks glowingly about Jason in that book, which is so cool. Yeah. When he was really first starting too, and he had like no idea what the hell he was doing, which makes it right. even cooler. So this is quite the tool. I've just <laughs> sent this off to my uh, marketing team. <laughs> so continue, yeah. Kasim. Any uh, further ones that you have here? I see a lot of other tabs here. No, this is my last one. I mean, right. The other tabs are just me opening things as we're talking about them. It's uh-huh. uh, speakai.co. Oh, no, no, no. This is my second to last one. I've got one more after okay. this. One more after this. Dude, this one is mind-blowing. You give it data and it visualizes that data for you. So for example, you upload all your Amazon reviews and it comes up with data visualization showing you like the common denominators, the things that are most mentioned most often, the peaks and the valleys, any language data that you have, transcriptions from videos, you give it the data and then it comes back and it gives you information and findings on that data that you wouldn't necessarily have seen otherwise. Okay. Uh, For example. Word clouds, heat maps, total charts. What's interesting about it, man, is it's kind of hard to explain to people how to use because it's for everything. Go upload any video transcript in here or go upload, and it has a bunch of product examples, competitor analysis, for instance. It takes, takes massive amounts of data and it makes that data actionable. And it does it by finding like where are the patterns, where are the connections, where are the common denominators. And then it does, and then it visualizes the data too, which I found really, really, really helpful. Data visualization for me, especially because, you know, I'm a data nerd and I run a data-driven agency. Data visualization is the only time I can ever get my customers to understand what we're talking about. 
Mm. I can show you the charts, but that doesn't help. Once I show you the infographic, it's like, oh. And that's something that this does, I think, really well. It's pretty cool. So you could like upload an Excel spreadsheet or something like that, and it will... It's mostly text. It's like blocks of text. Yeah. Feels like it could be... And I, I haven't used it a ton. That's The bad part about listening to a guy like me is I'm surface level with everything at this point. Sure. I haven't done deep, deep, deep dives on, but I'm, this is one of the ones that I'm definitely going to do. But like Twitter sentiment analysis, mm. you know, that's definitely something that I want to use. So I don't know, man. I think that this is really cool. And then the very last one that I want to mention, you mentioned in our last episode, but it's Zapier. Zapier has a chat GPT integration, which Ralph, if you think about the implications of that, anything that you do you can run through ChatGPT. And I'll give you an example that I'm playing with right now for myself currently. We send out monthly reports to our clients. They come from Data Studio. So the Data Studio report is generated. Airtable sends the client manager an alert saying, hey, Data Studio is ready. And then the client manager goes through Data Studio, summarizes the report, and then prepares an email to send to the client. What I want to do, and I haven't done this yet because I'm having some issues getting the Data Studio report in a format that the chat GPT integration likes, Mm -hmm. but once I can put it in a format that it can see, I want to send via Zapier, send chat GPT, the data studio link, if not the link, and that's the problem that I'm having, the summary, the information, I should say, the raw data, have chat GPT summarize the raw data into an email to our client with interpretation, insights, action items based off of our lexicon of knowledge, turn that into an email that goes to the client manager to review, approve, and send. And this is one of the bigger tasks that our client managers have. Like it's hard to go through this data, look at everything, prepare it to the last month's data, look forward, prepare it to the client's goals. Mm -hmm. And I think I can automate that entire process 70% Mm -hmm. using ChatGPT, drop it on the client managers. So now all they're doing is like the real hard work, like the actual confirmation, but saving them the time of the grunt work. That's one example of a hundred trillion. You can put anything that has a Zapier integration, you can filter it through ChatGPT. And bro, the the implications of that are like, it's insane. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Well, I think in the last episode, we pumped up Zapier just enough that now this makes it even more potentially powerful for people. Dude, Zapier plus ChatGPT, I mean, you could build entire businesses off of just that. So let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm working on this right now with my EA, actually. I have some ideas, Ralph. I'm not going to share them on the show. I'm sorry. I have some proprietary ideas. For the paid podcast. That's right. (laughs) That's quite a list. That's a pretty darn good list. There's There's more. We are distilling. We are distilling it down to its essential elements, though. Like, remember, not everybody wants to go out and test every known tool to mankind, but we've got some newsletter recommendations. We've got some actual tools. And like I said, I'll leave links in the show notes. I don't think any of these have affiliate programs at this point. Some of them are free, some of them are paid. So you got to weigh a little of that on both sides of the equation. Yeah. Synthesia.io, opus.pro, especially. Dude, that opus one is cool. That is crazy cool and then duckalysis.com i'm gonna start using that like this week like i have another contract i'm supposed to review later today absolutely very very cool like i said we're gonna leave all this in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com make sure that you tell us what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better 
And my sense is that you're probably releasing new and interesting things in the AI front over on your Twitter's feeds over there at Cosm Aslam. So definitely follow that. Follow me over on LinkedIn. Go back and listen to previous episodes as per usual. Like I said, all resources and show notes are going to be at perpetualtraffic.com. Today's AI episode was brought to you by Kasim Aslam. <clears throat> So, on behalf of my awesome co-host, I'm going to pronounce it correctly, Kasim. Peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. 